everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Kat. And today is our final episode of season two. I literally do not even know how that is possible. Reflecting on all of season one, now all of season two, and we are just so grateful to be here. And we thought today's episode, it would be amazing just to kind of do a overview of everything we've talked about, not only in season two, but just also going over how to integrate all of it so that as we take our pause beside between seasons, you can reflect on everything we've covered and start to apply it to your life. That's right. Yeah. Six months has flown by. It's come and gone. And uh, we really want to lean into the sense of newness and light this summer. But first, we want to reflect on the past six months and not only on our podcast, but also outside of what we've been talking with you all here about um, in the greater world, because we know a lot has happened outside as well. Yes. So spirituality is obviously what we have given you tons and tons of tools to reflect with. And I think our biggest thing that we want to make sure is understood is that as we've given you guys a lot of different topics, it's not to stress you out that there's like this giant regimen that needs to be done to feel, yeah, like you're doing it right, quote unquote. It's really just a ton of options so that if you're in a low place, you have things you can turn to, perspectives that you can find to kind of walk yourself through it, be with the heavy emotions, and also to then move and return to a place that feels good and comfortable in your life. And so with the spiritual journey, it's going to look very different for every single person. And I try to be extremely careful, as I know Kat is, to not say something in a way where it's 100%, like there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Because especially what I know from astrology, every single person's soul path is so unique and so different. And we have to honor that that what is working for us doesn't always work for every single person. But I also think a lot of these concepts can give you so much more insight and make life feel almost way more magical because we've seen it happen for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean you can't mix and match the concepts that we have gone over to find what is working for your personal life. That's right. I'm a big fan of options. And uh, like when I go to a restaurant, you know, it's like, I don't want to go to a place that has three options. No, I want to go to a place that has, you know, maybe like 10, 15, any more than that, I might get a little overwhelmed. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, but when I have a, a different like smorgasbord to choose from, then I am able to like tip my toe into a couple different waters and see what feels good in this moment. Because as our spiritual journeys really progress, one thing might not feel great that used to feel great. And it's important that we honor that too. So we, in our episodes, tried to give you like a taste of these high, you know, really high power um, tools so that you can identify like right off the bat um, from a little summary. Is this something that I want to dig into more or is this something that maybe I can tell a friend about who might be interested in it? Or is this something that I want to put on the shelf and return to at another time? Absolutely. And I like that you said, yeah, something that works, you know, s some of these tools have been 
at the forefront of my life and other times they've been like pocketed and come back when I need them. Like I've definitely um, waved in between the significance of a lot of the topics we have covered as well. So I'm going to go in first. So this season was extra fun for me because as we know, I love the tools for self-analysis. So I'll do a quick overview on those things. So we've covered astrology this season, human design, Enneagram. Um, and so all of these these tools, when I first had them like fall onto my path, I remember taking notebooks of um, notes and kind of writing down just what my birth chart said about me, what my Enneagram told about me, what my human design has like brought in. And using those concepts, I think I was able to find some perspective that the certain qualities that I bring forward, I can honor those in a way that's very intentional. And I don't have to be constantly building up other people's strengths that they have doesn't it doesn't mean that I have to find those strengths in my own life, too. I can own what comes naturally to me and kind of, yeah, let go of the energy of the things that don't come to me as naturally because it's not in like my gift, uh, you know, it's not in my mm-hmm. gift set as much. And I also uh, said deeply in like the Enneagram episode, I think to first find a place of self-love, you have to know all the components of yourself. So you have to be able, not know all the components, but you should have a way to kind of get an outside perspective on who you are and why you do what you do so that you can start to pick those things apart and actually kind of get to a place where you're not so self-identifying. I think if you think all of these qualities so deeply belong to you um, that you also can tighten the grip and form such a rigid identity that it's really hard to accept viewpoints that are different than you, accept people that function and move through life a little bit different than you. And so, yeah, I also think depersonalizing was very helpful with those tools so I could kind of get out of my own way um, and not, yeah, not fuel my ego so much with these like rigid identity markers that I couldn't, uh, yeah, that I wasn't like, I was judgmental to other people. I had some judgment against myself. And I think those tools for me were very helpful to kind of dissect that um, to where when I'm doing something, I have a lot of thoughts about why I do what I do. I can advertise myself a little better. And I also think it's deeply helped with my communication skills. Mm-hmm. Know thyself. It's yes. all about embracing individual individuality, both within ourselves and each other, I think. And I so agree with all that, Jen. I think um, as well as the ones that you shared, some of the ones that I really enjoyed talking about and learning more about in doing so were, um, well, we all know psychedelics. <laughs> uh, that was really fun to hear all of your feedback to um, our listeners on on that one. And I feel like we'll probably have to do a part two in the future <laughs> based, uh-huh. on, based on what you all said. Um, the power of the collective mindset. That was another big one. That was really how we started off this season. And we have more to share on that one today, too, as a little cap off. Uh, Working with the moon cycles. 
this has been something that in the past year or two, I really, really started to develop. And, uh, and Jen, I think that you were actually a big part of that for me. So uh, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Meta, the whole practice of loving kindness and compassion, giving yourself grace, that is something that we all need more of, always, in my opinion. And then yoga. We talked a lot about yoga this season. And that's not something that will ever end because we are yoga lovers through and through and it's completely changed our lives. So yeah, to kind of compliment the ones you mentioned, um, we covered a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, those, those practices and rituals we went over is really just to give you options to bring it back to being intentional with what you are doing and also finding a system that shows your growth. I want to reiterate that for sure, because with all of like my plant medicine journalings I've done with all of my moon ceremony journalings I'd done, all the notes I even took from my Akashic record reading and all of that, Mm -hmm. it's been tools that when I reflect back in my journals, I actually can see so much of my growth. And I honestly don't always feel my growth. (laughs) And so having a journal that I can reflect back on and be like, wow, I have come so far since that mindset. I think it really, it can be really inspiring to see that when sometimes it's, yeah, it's hard to see how much you've actually changed because there's always a new set of things that we're unpacking and learning about ourselves because every day we go out into the world, we're absorbing and taking new stuff in. So it's a constant um, unlearning, relearning, unlearning, relearning. But I think we can forget how far we've come without some form of documentation of, yeah, Yeah, you're just growth. And so I also think having those practices is so beautiful. Now, we want to take it to kind of a facing the heaviness mode because I have been feeling super... overwhelmed with like emotion with the landscape of just the political world, the wars that are going on, the shooting we had happen, um, all the, the Roe multiple v- shootings, multiple. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Um, like and, which one? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and Roe v. Wade, um, definitely had me like very fired up too. And I think Mm -hmm. there is a million reasons in this point in time where you can feel like very hopeless. And so we just kind of want to talk some of this out so that you can get, um, yeah, you can remember what the bigger journey is, is and find some perspective. I think with the spiritual community and with this like intentional living, I think another big responsibility we have is actually to feel this stuff because, you know, not everyone can sit in the emotions of things and learn to take all of that um pain and suffering and transmute it into passion and actually channeling the stuff that we need to change and have a voice in that adds to things being able to continue to shift for the better, just being able to sit and process and face that stuff instead of just numbing out and avoiding all of it, I think is also a big responsibility of the spiritual community. What do you think, Kat? 
I agree. I agree. I think that when all of these heavy, heavy things happen with the world, it can be all too easy just to like block it all out and turn Netflix on Mm -hmm. or like whatever your preferred method of numbing out is, maybe drinking or just like trying to avoid it all. And it is up to us to be present and acknowledge all the shit that's happening and um, decide where we fall with our opinions, talk with those that we respect and that we love and that we trust and also be open to all of the other conversations that are happening. And of course, we try to keep an open mind when we're listening to others that have different views than us. But we were talking about this before, uh, Jen and I, as we were kind of prepping for this episode. But we hear a lot that like everyone's entitled to their own opinions. And yes, everyone is entitled to their own, own opinions. But it's only okay when no one's being hurt. That's yeah. my yeah. personal belief. Would you agree? Yeah. And I, yeah, What as we were saying, I, I am very, I get very worried when I hear every single person wanting to just stay in their lane and say, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, not to sound like we have to force down one type of opinion, but I also think there's very damaging ways of thinking that, if no one has conversations within some of those concepts, it's going to be really hard for us to shift from some of the extremism mentality. That is definitely what I feel as a spiritual community we're kind of facing and not against, but having to deal with. Um, I think it's so important that we learn boundaries on protecting our energy and making sure our cup is full. But I also think the complete avoidance of going into uncomfortable conversations when you clearly have a different perspective can also be very damaging for what I think our goal is. And that's to get to a place where everyone is just, you know, able to receive love and support and help. And we definitely are battling a very toxic way of thinking that doesn't believe that everyone is entitled to, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, to equality and love and acceptance. And so we have to use our voice. I think at this time more than ever, I feel like I was extremely triggered by all of the Roe v. Wade stuff and some of the political landscape that's trying to take some of the rights of women away. Um, Because, you know, this stuff in history, if we reflect back, has happened before. I think we can see over and over again where people have been fighting for all voices to be accepted and heard and stories that go shoved under the rug to be lifted and elevated so that we have perspective on the the suffering of all groups of people. And the second that expansiveness tries to happen, it's so historical that um, it gets reframed as being crazy and extreme and wild. And then all these constructs come in to try to rebox it in because expansiveness is threatening. And if we continue to expand to where there's not so much of a power structure in place, then it takes a lot of people off of their throne and off of their power. And so I think a reminder for me in this spiritual journey when I am feeling like overwhelmed that there is just nothing I can do at this point because um, because so much is happening that it feels out of my hands. I remember that there are people sharing their trauma stories. There are people coming out. There are people expanding on their uniqueness and being loud about their differences. 
And while that is happening, that is the expansiveness we need to be able to bring so much light into dark spaces that we cannot be contained back into smallness. And so I think it's important that when you are saying how fucked up the world is and how shitty it is that you also are keeping the perspective that people are getting louder about the things that used to get so repressed, so shoved down. And that when you say that, you're also kind of in a way taking from their stories of being able to expand in their own life. So I think it's important we acknowledge the bad and sit with it and process it and then transmute all of that heaviness into remembering that more people are doing what we are hoping than ever before. And if every single voice gets a chance to be heard, we are moving in a direction that is actually more positive and is actually going to take down the structure that has been so toxic for so freaking long, to be honest, especially in the U.S., especially Mm -hmm. snaps snaps girl (laughs) (laughs) yes and going back to that whole everyone's entitled to their own opinions um phrase which i don't mean to say that in such a condescending way no but um yeah it's it's worth looking at (laughs) yes so um going back to that like like you said that is basically saying that everyone should stay in their own lanes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Life isn't a highway. We are not expected to just stay in our own lanes. That's not how life works. That's not how healing works. It's not just a straight path. Well, rather, I like to think of it as like a winding road going through hilltops and valleys. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be a tight corner and someone's coming around and you might not see them and then you get scared. And, I think it's really important that we see things that way and kind of smash this idea of staying quiet and not questioning things that we hear and not sticking up for other marginalized groups Mm -hmm. when we hear someone that maybe we like talking about things in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. So be brave. That's my plea to you. Do the brave thing and speak up. Use your voice. Those things that you feel passionate about in your heart, in your gut, that's your inner truth. Like that's your higher self coming to to your consciousness and saying like, "Mm, I feel strongly about this. This is wrong. This is right. And then doing something about it. So being a part of the solution rather than the problem. Of course, we have to feel it and like stew on how we feel about things, especially when they're new, especially when things are changing at the rate that they are right now. But uh, doing something good with all of that once you come to that place of processing it and understanding what your options are for where to go from there. Mm-hmm. Good, good, cat, And yeah, I think um, I was, as you were um, giving us the winding road analogy, I was just thinking like, don't be scared to cut people off and inconvenience them because <laughs> if we try to stay so pleasant, like how, like that makes me want to like gag. Like we try so hard to be pleasant for every single person that we never le- want to add to inconvenience. And that is the exact way of thinking that lets toxicity and it perpetuates abuse truly at its core. Mm-hmm. When you stay pleasant around really, um, blatantly obvious uh 
limiting perspectives that are causing hate and causing harm. We also, yeah, we're not doing like what our part should be. And I, yeah, I, I think that's your throat chakra. Absolutely. It it has (laughs) physical implications for you when you don't speak your truth and the truth that needs to come out into the world, not only for you physically and your health, uh, your mental well-being, but also your surroundings and the people around you. So I love, I love everything you said. And it's a, it's a hell yes for me. And I think rather than and th- thinking about that that line of everyone's entitled to their own opinions, maybe shifting that focus of like, okay, we can agree to disagree when there's really no way to see eye to eye with someone, but then still accepting that everyone, you know, we're, we're going to see things differently. We don't have to see things the same way. And I know that in my heart, I had the conversation and mm-hmm. maybe my thoughts inspired someone else or, um, maybe lent themselves to another way of thinking that someone hadn't had before. During 2020, that was something that I really challenged myself with because historically I have been that person Mm -hmm. that my throat chakra gets closed, that I feel afraid to speak up, that I think it's easier to just be quiet. Um, But no, no. (laughs) 2020 was a big year for me of like leaning into my truth. And so I've taken upon myself to to not be quiet. And if that means someone else is going to be uncomfortable comfortable, then that's what's going to happen. And I still feel really good about that. I love your voice, Kat. And I love your feisty (laughs) spirit that comes out too. It's one thing me and Kat have in common. We have a feist beneath our sweetness. Don't Uh don't be fooled. (laughs) But yeah, I I always call myself like a seed planter. I feel like I just go around. I always envision myself like a little basket of seeds, just like seeds for thoughts, just left and right, just because, yeah, getting someone to question opposite perspective within a set belief is really important just to limit that as we've talked about with the yoga philosophies that non-attachment principle can be so important and until you kind of learn how to see things in polars and opposites um, I think it's kind of tough to sometimes uh, realize how just like a little tiny line can make such a big difference and changing someone's viewpoint way later just hearing an opposite um, opinion can be so important you don't have to do that out of like full hate and anger. I think you can do that in a very like tactful way. Um, And another point I just want to bring up that I think is so important. um, I have seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once twice now. And I know Kat's seen it. And I like... I need to see it a second time to process. (laughs) Freaking love it, man. And it just like really reiterates the point that you can have all this strength within your darkness and shadow sides and being able to engage in the... um, Being able to look at your shadows does give you this form of strength um, at times, but I also think it's so freaking important that we walk ourselves out of the shadows and return to a place where we're not just doing shadow work, but we are doing light work. We are able to see the good in things. We are able to imagine things even sometimes better than they are so that we can move forward and find a place where we can actually Uh, add to change in a positive direction. And also you can get so wallowed in that sadness that it's really 
it's really tough to actually feel connected. You can dissociate with you when you take too much fat up. It's so bad for your body to focus so much on what is wrong that you don't have that sense of safety within your own body. So I think it's so important that we also remember that as beautiful as it is to learn to face your shadows, if you stay in the shadows and you don't walk that information back into a sense of light, you're also missing the the duality that is where the actual power is. And I was reflecting a lot. I, was, I gave a passion speech to Danny about this last night. <laughs> but I think there is so much beauty in letting yourself fail and be wrong. And I think where a lot of the pride and control and power gets to be this malicious monster is when you're so scared to be wrong that you are defending yourself at all costs. I think, mm-hmm. I think some of the most toxic toxic people um, that are adding to this yeah, abuse story are just so terrified of being wrong that their ego is clinging to anything to not go there. And, and I that's think that's a trauma response. Absolutely. <laughs> fawning. Yes, absolutely. And just oh. like, um, yeah, I think it's just so important that you let yourself break and be wrong and don't hold that. Like even withholding information is a form of trying to not be wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it. I think we're so scared to look weak and look less than or look dumb or look, yeah, unknowledgeable that we don't even go there in conversation and just remember that that is the ego. It's a lie and it leads to disconnection and it leads to, yeah, it honestly starts polarizing the collective to where we are not in unison and that is definitely not going to lead to us being able to create a more beautiful place that we are a part of. Absolutely. And friends, don't be a martyr. Mm-hmm. Don't be a martyr. Don't go down for other people just because you love them. Mm-hmm. Like stick up for yourself. That's a big part of this too. Um, if you hear someone else that you really respect, um, you know, going going down the heavy side, like you don't have to go with them all the time and just stay in that place. So that's what we mean by this balance of like the light work, the shadow work, finding yourself somewhere in between and not not getting stuck on one side or the other because that's what life's all about. That's the winding road. It's finding our way back home to this place of um, contentment, contentment. And a big part of that too is kind of like what we've been sharing, like tying it all in is the need to pause, the need to pause this work of self-study, of taking in everything from our external world, making sense of it, what it means to us, what to do with it, um, and just kind of being for a little bit, which when I first heard this was kind of a radical topic. Like, what? I shouldn't just be constantly working on myself Mm -hmm. for the rest of eternity? Like, no, because if you're constantly doing that, that, then you're, you're sending yourself the message every now and again that, like, you're not good enough Mm -hmm. as you are right now. And so we're doing this with the podcast, with this being our final episode of the season. Um, We like to have this time to pause and allow you uh, to integrate some of the topics that we have shared, uh, reflect on the past six months, everything that's come up for you, and then intentionally get to look forward and maybe take this summer to, to chill and 
soak up some of the topics that you found interesting and learn more about them. Go a little bit deeper in your own way. Of course, reach out to us with any questions that you have, and we're happy to um, support you in that journey as we also take this time to pause and think about what's next for the podcast, for future episodes, and um, just in life too, to like relax, have a little vacation. Mm-hmm. And we so appreciate you being here with us. Our podcast continues to grow in all its analytics. And we're just so thankful for all of you guys that have been a part. We're also so thankful that we've started to be able to host Awaken Together events. Yay. Me and Kat got some Awaken Together stickers and have been handing them out all over town. <laughs> Sticker bombing. Sticker <laughs> bombing. Yes. And um, yeah, we are just super grateful. And just like we did after season one we are offering a free event close of season event it's going to be sunday the 19th from 1 until 2 30 mountain time and we're just going to help guide you guys through a little mini summer solstice ceremony as we shift into this new season as we said we want for for there to be some integration, some pause, some reflection. So we're going to help guide you guys through that. We're going to do about a 30-minute yoga class just to get out of our minds and into our bodies, do a little space for journaling, and then open it up to all of our attendees to ask questions about any of the topics we covered in season two. And this is also where you can chime in and let us know some of the episodes you'd like to see for season three, which is going to start on September 2nd. (laughs) Yes. So please, please join us. We love um, getting to hear about like what was most impactful for you so that we can continue to make this podcast like the best it can be for you, our inner circle. We're so grateful and we'd love to just share space, um, not in person quite, but on Zoom. So still have that FaceTime um, and you can sign up by going to either Jen's website or it's in the link of our Instagram bio, Awaken Together podcast on Instagram. Um, and if you sign up there, you will receive the Zoom link. Yeah. So, and my website is sensiblewellness.com, just so you have it. Yes. Thanks, yes. Jen. So we hope to see you there. Um, and really, thank you all so much. We're so, so grateful. And we couldn't do this without you. We'll miss you. Love to you all. Love you. Bye. Happy summer. <laughs> yeah.